Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com, and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, PPV Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon to all of our radio listeners. It is an awesome time to come together. Just want to just greet you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and bring you um, our lesson today from Ephesians chapter 5. Sister Roberta, would you like to greet the people on today? Sister Roberta, are you there? Sister Roberta? Are you there, Sister Roberta? Pastor Little, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. Like to greet the people today, Pastor Little, before we get started? Well, I just want to say good morning, Tom, and and I hope that something said that inspired him to really, uh, really get to know God more clear or Amen. the one that would uh, get them in a revival. That's what we're in, trying to revive it. Uh, the world that Jesus Christ is real and Jesus Christ yeah. is, is God that's trying to uh, get a relationship with him. So I'm just, I'm just uh, happy this morning that to be uh, on here. So I don't know, Roberta probably um, got a phone in new. So maybe so. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'm ready to get started. When you all get ready, I'm excited. So you know, uh, Pastor uh, Little, it's, uh, you have an excitement. I have a I have a nervousness about this word today. To me, this word is so powerful. And uh, Susan Roberta and I was talking earlier this week about how this word is actually transforming our very lives right before our eyes. Uh, I'm constrained by this word in Ephesians, and I'm changed by it. Uh, let's see if Sister Roberta have caught up with us yet. Sister Roberta, are you there? I hope I'm here. I'm, can you hear me? <laughs> I want to give you an opportunity to greet the people, sis. <laughs> Good afternoon. I am uh, excited, nervous, and uh, everything about this uh, this chapter. It's, uh, it's life-changing and uh, yeah. it's challenging. It's very it is. It is. Good way to put that, sis. That awesome way to put that. It has been a challenge for, for me, too. But we have, as you all know, we have a special guest, and we don't want to uh, hold him back much longer because I know he's got much to say about Ephesians chapter 5. want to greet you, too, Pastor Chris. How are you today? I am good, and I'm ready to get <laughs> it in. All right. Amen. We have special guest today, and I'm so honored and, and pleased to um, have him uh, with us on, on this panel today dealing with Ephesians chapter 5, a uh, man of God who I followed uh, when I lived in Michigan for about 17, 18 years. Have great, mad respect for Pastor Johnny Jackson. Pastor Johnny Jackson, would you like to say hello to the people today? Good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Jackson. God bless everyone. This is a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we ought to be glad because mm-hmm. the Lord allowed us to live one more day. Amen. I'm excited about this day to, to, to meet you on Baptist 
buffet. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to eat from, I like to eat from the table. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about this breakfast table. I heard a lot about it, and a lot has been going on. So I just, I'm excited to hear what the what the breakfast table's got for me. I want to be dine and eat today. God bless everyone. Amen. 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 I got my fork too, Pastor Jack, and my plate and fork and spoon. I'm ready to go too. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, this is the day you have made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. God, those that are listening to us, uh, God, whatever way they're listening, Father God, we're praying. God, for a life-changing encounter with you. We're expecting, oh God, we have raised our level of expectation. We're expecting a move of God on this show on today. Lord God, we thank you that you be for us. You're more than the world against us. And Lord, we come against any distractions, any uh, any roadblocks, any blindness, Lord God. We come against it now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for the power, the yoke-destroying, burden-lifting power of God that rests ruling about on each one of our lives. And Lord, as we go forth today, let us go forth, uh, show for you, Lord God, none of us and all of you, Lord God, be seen today in Ephesians chapter 5. In Jesus' name, amen. And before we get started, I already um, uh, have made up my mind, we're not going to rush through chapter 5. We're not going to run. We're going we're gonna to allow the Spirit of God to, to escort us through this passage of Scripture. And we don't want to have our personal opinions out front. We want to just share the things that God has laid upon our heart. Uh, no discord, no uh, disagreeing with one another's opinions. We just want to say, this is what the Spirit gave me. And we pray, pray God that we know the God that we serve brings unity. Okay, we're going to uh, kick it off with the first uh, verse of the scripture in chapter 5, where it reads, Be ye therefore imitators of God as children beloved. And when I read that, when God told us to be imitators, he was he's telling us to consider who he is and how he has blessed our lives. And we should feel obligated uh, and when we when we really discover who God is, we should have a spirit of obligation, and we should be indebted to share with somebody else what God has done in our lives. So, uh, Pastor Jack, you are a special guest. You want to kick it off? You want to add anything to chapter uh, verse one? The floor is yours. Praise the Lord, uh, Minister Brown. Um, this is a awesome scripture. When it tells us to be followers of God as dear children, that's what it means. You know, I looked up that in Leviticus in the 11th chapter and the 45th verse, Leviticus. He had brought the children out of Egypt. And his whole purpose was for them to follow him. Mm-hmm. We are to be. We should be no other way to but follow God. This scripture yeah. is is powerful. It's telling us yeah. how we should not act on us. It's telling us what we should do. So mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a the purpose of the family. It's the purpose of the family. What we should do. We are we are we are part of Christ. So when it tell us be ye therefore followers of God as 
dear children, that's what it means. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Now, you want me to walk through uh, how you want to, after you come, or just keep going? Because it's got so much in this. Yeah, uh, we got a lot in there. But what I'm going to do, I, I, want, I want what, you know, what was revealed to you as you looked at the scripture. I'm okay. going to go to Roberta, and I'm going to go to Pastor right. Little as far All as right. this, okay. uh, verse 1. Uh, verse 1, right. uh, Roberta, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Yes. In, a, in, in that verse, imitators uh-huh. mean to Imitate means to act like or be like, and uh-huh. and like your children. You know when you uh, your children imitate you. If you want to know what's happening in a home, watch the children. My Lord. And and to imitate Jesus is to forgive like Jesus forgives. To imitate mm. Jesus is to love like Jesus loves. To look like Jesus. And I remember as uh, this was before before Christ. That one day I was looking out the out my window, and the children was 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 out there playing, and they were playing they were playing church, and one was a preacher and one was a choir member and one was you know one was a catcher mm-hmm. or, you know lay hands but they were imitating <laughs> what they what they saw, and that's what Jesus told us that's what He wants us to do hey, imitate God. what we see in Him. And that's the, that's what I got out of that verse. As dear children, and these were these were my children out there, and they was out there on the porch, and I just looked out, and I but they was imitating what they saw. Mm-hmm. So when we see Jesus, that's what we're supposed to imitate, Amen. or look like, or act like. Well, that's what I got out of that verse. Wow, that's 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 powerful right off the bat, sis. I, I thought we were gonna wait a little while. But you hidden you hidden already, uh, Pastor Little. What did you discover when you looked at the verse? Well, I see the same thing the rest of them. See, um, if we miss that first scripture, we won't be able to handle the rest of it because Paul always said, uh, follow me after I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. So Christ is our example, and and our, this whole chapter is going to be dealing with that. It's just like last week mm-hmm. when we were talking about the body. When mm-hmm. we got away from the body, you get off. So right here, Christ is going to be our example. Paul is writing this, but he's the example of Christ. And he said, follow me as I follow Christ. So if he's not following Christ, then he don't want you following him. So the same thing. As we teach this, we want them to follow us as we follow Christ. If we get off of Christ, we don't have nothing for him. Because Christ. I got a question on that. Uh, I got a question on that. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're under leadership, and leadership is going the way of the Lord, or even right. if, if you're in in your home, and and in the Bible later on we're gonna find it says, you know, uh, uh, submit, wives submit right. to your husband. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where does a woman run when her head, be it her spiritual leader or her husband, is off? What do we do then? Well, that's why. That's why. Um, as I always say in the Bible, unyoke. Mm. If you if you get married to an unyoked husband, and he leading you, not leading you uh, as Christ. If he not following Christ, then he, he wants you to follow him. You in bondage. Mm. So that's why it's Pastor so Jack- important. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Pastor. Lee. I thought you had uh, got done. Go ahead. I, I want said, you to finish. I said that's why it's so important. When we choose a mate, 
We want to choose a man <laughs> that's following God. Because if hmm. not, you be under man that's not following God, you end up in bondage because now you got a war in your house. Hmm. You're trying to go one well, way, you're trying to go another way. That's so true. This well, Pastor today, Jackson. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep, I keep I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Please forgive no, go me. Go ahead. There's so much that like Pastor Jackson said. There's a whole lot right there. Well, see, I want to, I want to, I want to hit that again. I, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna bring Pastor Jackson in because I, I, I believe that Roberta and I are the voice of women today who are not on this uh, program to ask these questions, but they're important. And some of these questions I want to ask as, as a, as a woman of God myself. Pastor Jackson, pass a little hit on the fact that we should not be unequally yoked. What happens when you're yoked equally? What happens when you're married to a woman of God or a man of God, and that man or woman of God gets off? That happens too. What, where, where, where do we go then? Who do we follow then? Well, you, you go right back to the scripture. It says, where, where, where did you look for? It says, submit yourself. Now, if you go and jump in there to the scripture where it says, Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Now, we can't put our feelings, our education, our ability, whatever is there. Well, y'all talked about last week, it's no different in the spirit. In the spirit, it's no different in the spirit and in, 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 in our God eyesight. But God has placed a but it's different in man, I say. God has placed, when he says, submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God, and that's when he comes to say, why submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord? The same thing you do is telling you, this parable here is telling the same thing you do to God is supposed to be to your husband. Now, go back to say, if he is all. Now, you go back in Acts when he was talking about the scripture, when he was actually told, he said, we, when they were telling Paul not to preach in a definite word, he said, but we're going to, we're going to, is it better to, uh, we're going to obey God and brother and man. So we have to make sure, this is what, this scripture, you got to get deep in here, and y'all know it, and y'all already know it. There's some things that we, this is a two-way street here, husband and wife. Got a part to play in this. We can't get off doing our own thing, husband or wife. We got a special, important part to play in this. We can't put our personal feelings. We can't put what we feel we got to stick with the scripture, and God would work it out. God would work that out, especially when you're doing it like he said, because he told us to do this. He told husbands to love your wife like Christ loved the church. And I can say, well, my wife is disrespectful. She don't do this. And he, did, he still told me, go over and look at Jose then. I told Jose to marry a hooker, a whore. So, so we have to stick. We can't put our own person, uh, personal feelings, our own upbringing, our own feel, uh, things, or what we think. We gotta stick if we wanna if we wanna ride this thing up because this whole scripture is for a reason. He wants you to be like a he. He wants you to be. He did all. He died for the, for, for for us. He died for us that we may come like him. So it's all done for a reason. So we gonna have to deal with this. 
Even if okay. the husband okay. off or the wife is off, we still so got to go by the too far into that scripture because that's further down the road. Let's go to two. Right, Let's go right. To two. And, and walk in love. And walk and, yep. in love. Yes. Even as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. When I looked Amen. at that scripture, I said, our success is in us imitating God. And then our life will become an active service into the, mm. into the Lord's work. So I think, I believe that a lot of times we're not successful because just what you said, we want to flavor our lives, ourselves, instead of following the, the, the blueprint that's already been laid out. The yes. Son of God, he already revealed to us. He came and he revealed to us the Father. So now our life must reveal to a dying world the Lord. And it must reveal the Lord in how we talk and how we walk and how we live. Mm. Our walk has to become suitable to, to represent us as children of life. Mm. Jesus already illustrated his love to us. And he offered himself as God's only begotten son and the savior of the world. He offered himself to prove to us mankind his unwavering love. His obedience to the will of the father displayed that. What are we displaying? His, his life became a ransom and a payment. And it secured our well-being. Whose well-being are we securing? How are we, How is our love language being displayed, especially in our home? It is, it is supposed to also be a sweet-smelling savor. And it's supposed to whet the appetite of mankind. And I'm sorry to say this, brothers and sisters. Many times our walk is not sweet smelling and is not wetting the appetite. Now this this is a spiritual and a and a, a natural and a supernatural move. So when we look at it, we need to talk to the people about the supernatural and the natural move. Verse two, Ber- uh, Sister Roberta. Sister Roberta. Oh, uh, okay. Verse two, verse two is is so true to what you're saying. It rep, it is talking about the death Jesus loved that he died. Mm-hmm. He denied himself. He denied himself even life. He gave himself a calvary for a, for uh, a offering a sacrifice. And who are we dying for? In other words, my lord. He gave up mm. life took on death that others would live. And that's the sacrifice mm-hmm. of a Christian. It's for yeah. others, others, others. It's all about others. And, you know, most of the time we want our way. But what we're teaching, what Paul is teaching that it's not about you and your way. It's what God wants. You know, the sacrifice um, mm-hmm. to God, uh, uh, the burnt offering that Jesus was is so that we can live. And that's Amen. what it's about. The fragrance. When God when that what smell are we giving? What mm. aroma are we giving? You know, in life, whether it's in our home, you know, right. on our job. Is our fragrance that's coming out of our sacrifice? Hmm. That's good. 
That's good. Uh, Pastor Jackson and, and uh, Pastor Little, we are going to come back with verse 2. Uh, you can be prepared to speak when we come back after the song because that that alone, um, that sacrifice, who are we sacrificing for? That's an awesome uh, question. And I know that many times you two as pastors I have to try to drive that home to the membership because somewhere down the road, we've got to get to the place where we realize this thing uh, called life is not about us. Pastor Chris, we're going to do a song. We're going to come back and let Pastor Jackson and Pastor Little expound upon uh, verse 2. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe right now. TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. Child that will give them their own, you know. 
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPB Radio. TPB Radio. All right, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We're going to dive right back into the scripture. Pastor Jackson, uh, we, uh, you can go ahead on verse 2. Amen, amen. What I heard is so good so far. And it's just, uh, it's, it's good. It's challenging us. And that verse yes, two it said, walk, walk in love. And it got a comma behind love. And it said, walk in it. Now, you know how God is so awesome way he deals things. He didn't say run in it. He mm-hmm. told us to walk in love as Christ also has given, have loved past and us and has given himself for us an offering of a, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savior, savior. He has done that for us to give it to God. Now, when we look at love, live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a sweet-smelling savior. He gives us. We have. That's what would be able. We should be able to do them things that husband or wives or whatever this church or whatever they go on. Cause he, when the love factor turns in, this love is deep. Oh, we can't even measure it so deep. When he says, when we doing it like him. We got to examine ourselves when it, when 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 you look at this this walk in love. Walk in love. That means you walk everywhere. You walk everywhere. You walk in the house. You go walk to the car. You walk the show. You walking in love. You do it every. And God is telling us to walk in love, and that means when we make decisions with our husbands and wives, children. You know, you, we look at our children. There's some things you can look at your children. Because you love them so, not that you know they can be wrong, but you ain't going to judge everything they do because of your love. And, you know, in the next scripture, God told us to say, I give you a new commandment in John 3 and John 13 and 34. He said, I give you a new commandment. Love them like I have loved you. I'll come off this scripture. We should be pouring love as Christians now. We can't do it in the flesh, you know, in the world. The world, the world trying to teach us to love, we're missing it. We have to go and, and abide by Christ. Christ has told us how to do this. And we got to, Paul is telling us how to do it. And if we, if we, we've got some growing to do. It's a, it's a process. But we got to, we can do this in him. We can do this. That, that, that too, it, it gives me a lot. We got to show you that were you missing it? Show you that you need to go. You have to re-examine yourself because there's some things that things come up. You you cut your love off. Christ never cut his love off for us. While we were yet a sinner, he still died. He never did it. So we got to do the same thing because he told us be as followers, as dear children. He didn't told us how to do it. We don't have to walk that route. He ain't asking us. He's just telling us. Paul is telling us. It's, a, it's an order. We don't have to do it, but it's an order. He's told us, this is the way I want you to do this. So this is what we have to do. Praise God. Amen. Pastor Little, 
Well, uh, it's, like I say, it's all good good stuff. It's starting off like it's supposed to be this morning. I, I just, I'm just excited. But you know, when I look at that, it talks about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And we was kind of talking about in relationship, husband and wife, a little bit, and we was talking about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to sacrifice, you can forget it, because everything mm-hmm. from God is going to be sacrificed. And, and, you know, when I look at this, I thought about my wife. And uh, my wife was a type of woman that I never be, I never got up before she did. She was already up and made herself up, combed her hair, put good smelling cologne on and perfume or however you want to say it. And mm-hmm. that's just the appetizing. See, this sweet is appetizing. It, it, the same thing, it's your taste. When you when you smell something and it smells good to you, you want to taste it. Mm-hmm. You want that, whatever they're cooking. It smells so good. Your appetite. We have to have an appetite for God. Mm-hmm. God has done it all. He has already sacrificed. So when you want to know God, you got to have that appetite for him. You get up in the morning time, you want to be with him. You want to fellowship with him. This is his appetite. This is his appetite. So for us to have a good marriage, it's called for sacrifice. Sometimes I know that I'm right, but I take the blame because my wife think I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. To let her know that you love her. It's not that important to get a point across to her. We have to learn how Christ did. Christ died for the world. Even though we was in our sin, we we was in our sin. He gave his grace to us. We didn't even deserve. We was he gave it when we was in our sin. He died for us. That's how much he loved us. So you have to look at yourself daily. How much do you want to sacrifice? Do you want to sacrifice anything for God? So it's all about sacrifice. Life is you can't. Get to know him without sacrificing something. You got to give it up. This is what Paul is talking about. He's talking about be a father of Christ. Christ gave his life for us. That's how much he loved us. He proved to us how much he loved us. So how much do we love each other? If we really do. So we go back really to what, you, what you've been saying for a while, Pastor Little. You got to love something hard enough to die for, huh? There you go. There you go. It's not about us. It's not. If you ain't found it's something not. that you love hard enough to die for, you never live. Mm. I, I, can I, you can never I really live because because love is powerful. Love is strength. Love took him yeah, to the cross. It, it was all about love. Love had power. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go let Roberta go ahead because this is this 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 is something right here. <laughs> It is. It's awesome. It's good. It's good. I I, I thought about, uh, you know, you're talking about that sacrifice and and your your Mm -hmm. wife, how she sacrificed and got up and and made sure that, you know, you never saw her in her natural state, uh, you know, made up and adored, you know, that would be advertising. I thought about um, my son. He's He's a young man. And he he was uh, he received some tickets to a a football game, and it was a pro game, and it was Thanksgiving Day. 
and the tickets was he he had some nice seats because the tickets was five hundred dollar seats. So he had a, he had the tickets in one hand, and he had Thanksgiving Day in the other hand to be at home with his family. So now you know a young man get a chance to a, a opportunity of a lifetime. You got you know seats that the seat was good seats, so they were five hundred dollar seats. So you know you don't get to go to a professional game and you didn't have to pay a thousand dollars to go and it's given to you. So he got to decide, do I stay home with my family for Thanksgiving or do I go to the football game? And I'm sitting there like, ooh-wee, this, this hard, you know, a young mm-hmm. man. But the thing that melted my heart so he decided to stay with his family. And I was like, wow. He gave up. That was a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because that might not ever happen again. Right. But I told him, I said, you know, that was very big of you as a young man to give up that type of sacrifice to be at home with your family because, you know, it's not a lot a lot of men that would have done that. They well, I'll, I'll be back. It's only a couple hours. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He to stay there because of what he knew what it meant, it meant to his wife and his children. Being there for dinner meant more than being at a football game. Them. I thought that was really big. That was really big for a young man. That was a cycle. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Roberta, give Jeff's age. Jeff Jones, give his age. Jeff is Jeff is thirty now. Thirty. So yes, you're right. Yeah. For a thirty year old man to choose his family over what most young men his age would have preferred is an awesome thing, and that that shows uh, that shows maturity above. Above thirty, because a lot of thirty and forty year olds wouldn't have done it. We know we, we exactly. We talked about uh, the appetite um, and how we as Christians should live this life to the point where we make people want what we have. And uh, needless to say, many of us are coming short in that area. But let's look at three. Let's look at three. We're talking about that appetite of the flesh. But fornication and all impurity or covetousness. And we don't want anyone to not know what covetousness is. Covetousness is the desire to have more, uh, more, uh, and it's an unnatural craving. You've got, you've got enough, but you still want more. It's greed. So the scripture says, let it not be even named among you as becometh saints. So, so those of us who have said, I'm a Christian, don't let these types of things even be uh, considered by others to be a part of your life. These are behaviors and practices that are unbecoming of children of God. And when we decide as children of God to indulge, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Pastor Chris, I'm going to get you, I forgot. But when we decide to indulge in these things, these are disorderly conduct. And when we dis- when we allow these things on our platform, these things will get the upper hand in our lives. These are impure practices. They violate the order of God, which is righteousness. They dishonor God's holiness. They block the gospel from being shared. Because how many people go and practice these kind of lifestyles and then go out and tell you about the wages of sin is death when they, they have the wages of sin operating in their lives? They grieve the Holy Spirit. They contaminate the body and the temple of God that we dwell in. They war against our soul 
in an effort to harden our hearts and destroy our lives, and they they're in pure living, impair our living, uh, a Christian life because they have provoked God's wrath. Before we expound upon uh, verse three, I want to give uh, Pastor Chris um, platform. Pastor Chris, I'm sorry, I forgot about you. No, it's okay. Uh, I definitely thank God and I praise God for the panel today. This word is powerful, and I promise I'm going to be good because we got a power <laughs> pack day today. But what I, I wanted to say this in regards to verse one and three, God has given us a beautiful blueprint on how we should be as believers. And mm-hmm. what I've gathered in Ephesians is that he always he gave us a way to live. He gave us mm-hmm. the, a way to act. He gave us the way to be Christ-like. But you know me. I'm going to put a little spin on this. We, <laughs> we have everything that we need as believers, but yet we still do our own thing. He gives us a blueprint. Verse 3, for example. I'll just read a little bit from the Amplify. But sexual immorality in all moral, impure, indecent, offensive behavior or greed must not even be hinted at among you as a proper among saints. For as believers, our way of life, whether in public or in private reflects the vitality of our faith. That's what I love about the Amplify because it's going to give you a whole bunch of stuff. And just reading that, how many of us is, have fell short? How many of us have had the greed, the greed card? And I ain't going to even go there, but we have a greed card in, in the kingdom. We get puffed up in the kingdom. We even have impurity and sexual immorality in the, in the body. Now, why is that? Well, because we're allowing our first love to be our flesh, not the spirit. But see, I promised I'm not going to preach, so I got to save it. So I'm going to leave it alone and put a stamp on it. So go ahead, sis, back to you. Thank you, Pastor Chris. And you know, this this word in Ephesians is a word that, that's going to bring controversy. And and I anticipated that because when we start to um, just really be open and honest about our behavior, um, it's going to bring some irrita- irritation because we like to talk about the good stuff, but there's some stuff that hinders our uh, light from shining as well. Uh, we like to talk about the uh, natural, um, supernatural effects of living, but there are some natural effects that are hindering our supernatural. And so I, I don't want us to come together and just be heavy on one side and skim off the top on the other. But but when we have some natural behaviors that don't reflect our godly stance, you know, we say praise the Lord, but our natural behavior says I don't even know him. Uh, we want to uh, really just clear, clear, um, clear this thing up for everybody who will come and listen on today. And also, we have quite a few callers, so I'm gonna add one caller, uh, Pastor Chris, so that we can get it, try and get everybody 
that who came to the platform on today. So I want no I want to just take one caller before Pastor Little, Pastor Jackson, and even Sister Roberta would expound upon three, because we want we're coming for the people. We want to make yeah. it clear for the people. So if we're not being clear. We want to know that. So give us one of our callers, Pastor Chris, please. No problem. All right, first caller. 6015. 6015, you are live on the air. Saturday's buffet with Sister Lorraine Jones and I'm sorry, Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. God bless you. Lord, have mercy. Uh, you still preach and Dawson make her and listening and join the program. Okay, thank you, Sister Lucia. Would you let my auntie mm-hmm. say hello to the people today? Yes, Miss Dorothy. Say hello. Hello, uh-uh, you got to say it louder than that now. <laughs> hello, Miss Brown. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening hey. to the show. Uh, Pastor, Pastor Christian, stay with so short. Give us one more, please, and then we'll go to the, uh, the, the panel. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Next caller, 8590. 8590, you are live on the air. God bless you. Eighty-five ninety. Uh, you are free to have comments if you'd like to. If not, just say you're listening. We'll go on. Okay. We thank you uh, for for calling in. Uh, Sister Roberta, you want to say anything on uh, verse three today? Oh no. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I guess I do. As 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 a as a Christian, you know. As a Christian today, and I know this Ephesian is talking to the Christian, but uh-huh. I think you brought it up as as uh, a Christian, young Christian, young lady, married, and finds out that her husband is guilty of, of the fornication. How do you deal with that? How do you how do you how do you encourage her? How do you help her? What do you tell her? You know, if he's, you know, what do you tell her? Do you tell her just, oh, well, you know, uh, that's a man. A man going to be a man. You just hang in there. You just, you know, pray and forgive. How do you really tell her to deal with this? And we have, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is a real problem, a real issue. How do you deal with it? Right. Uh, uh, Pastor uh, Little, you want to help her with that one? Well, I go right back to see. Most things is is on us. In other words, when you when you marry unyoked and you get married to a man that don't know God, you can expect that from him. Because see, we can't. We talking about now in verse three, talking about dealing with the flesh. You can't handle that flesh by yourself. Only somebody crucified the flesh is through God. If you're not following God, you can't handle that flesh. So, actually, what you got to do is you got to get on your knees and pray for that man, for God to change him. Forget about yourself and forget about um, yourself in him now. You got You got to pray for God to deliver him. Then you can come to a husband that can understand how to get rid of that flesh because the flesh has to be crucified. And see, 
And verse 3 is talking about this, and verse 3 is talking about covenant. Covenant, if you look at David, David, he went at somebody else's wife. Anytime you go at somebody, something that don't belong to you, covenant. So when David went at Bathsheba, she belongs to another man. And he covenanted that. And that's why God got so angry with David. But see, David knew better. But a person that don't know God, he don't know no better. He think it's cool. Or he think it's, he, you know, somebody because he can do these things. This is why God wanted us right off the top. If you're going to choose a man, choose a man that know God. Then you can go back into him and say, look, this is what God said about this situation, and you're not doing it. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in the word? Do you believe God is real? You've got something to work with, but when you've got somebody that don't even believe God, don't even know God, you don't have anything to work with. The only thing you can do is just pray. And the Bible said don't walk away from him. Pray for him because you never know when God going to draw him in. And God will. Just draw him in. You get on your knees and pray and ask God for us. He'll deliver that man. Well, that that you 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 always go to the man that don't know the Lord, and you always make it an unequally yoked situation. But I was yoked and, and equally yoked, and I walked and I walked off the path. So every time that this situation come up, uh, it's not an unequally yoked situation. It's a, it's a it's a sin situation that. Um, when when the opportunity presented itself, I didn't say no. So there are times when the person really does know the Lord, just choose uh, to be disobedient to the Lord. Pastor Jackson, would you, uh, Roberta, do, uh, would you like to uh, uh, further expound upon that, or you want uh, to? We'll move to Pastor Jackson. How do you want to uh, proceed? Yeah, go, go ahead and expound because it's. it's different uh scenarios and and because even in that you know um today there are sexual transmitted diseases and all that you know i mean she's she's there being faithful and praying and he brings her a a, a sexual Mm -hmm. transmitted disease you know we have Mm -hmm. all these things i mean people need help they need help yeah and yeah we 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 want to know how do you handle these things how do you deal with it in a godly way, right? What do what do you? How do you help? We want to help, right? Pastor Jackson, you you want to um, add anything to this? Yeah, um, another powerful scripture verse that not only save save people deal have to deal with it and unsaved. Look how God placed it. One of the greatest things on the earth, sex and whatever, everything has sex. And you know what he said? Listen to how he said, but fornication and all uncleanness, all covenants, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. He used a, 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 a thing that we use on earth, great. I do not 
wanted, you know, a, a saint. Matters how you we are faced with it, temptation is there. Okay, I'll save you. Temptation is there. But he still said, I do not want it to be among a saint. We have to do, go back to the scripture, ask, pray, learn what it says. You can't, um, my, my temptation or whatever's out there to make me look good, I can't change it. And to the fornicator, I mean, to the person that's not, you know, that the cheat on a wife or whatever, he or she still got to come this way. We, if we get caught up in it, we got to run to, to the, to the, and ask forgiveness, because it's absolutely he's he's not going to tolerate it. We cannot. No matter how bad it is, how 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 it look, how easy it can get into. He gave us ways to escape, and we 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 gotta hear what he say here. I don't want it a part of the saints. You can't do it. And if a person unsaved, you need to be counseled. Let them know this scripture. We cannot. Uh, all of us, uh, well, in one point in time, I ain't gonna say all of us doing this uh, faced with temptation. I can't say that, but I have, and I know. You cannot do it and handle it on your own. When you're in the, the Word of God, when you read this, it have to put another, it have to change your mind or you're going to go in and do it, or do it, but you're going to be, you know you're getting in trouble. Because I don't want it to be taught you. Just like I don't want, when you talk about love and all that, it's no, I don't want it a part of that thing. When you become saints, you got to hear what it's saying here. Paul is telling us, like uh, Pastor Chris said, it's a guideline. A guideline. We got to go by it. You can't change it. But uh, 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 he, he did this. I did this. We got to follow what he said. It just it is it is what it is. I don't want it. If it, don't, don't get involved in it. Amen. Okay, listen, listen. Um, we're gonna put this car in park because uh, we 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 hit we hit the spiritual aspect of the infidelity, and and the reason why we're gonna put this car in park is because as as a minister of God, there are numerous phone calls, there are numerous uh, uh, visits that, that that Roberta and I and I'm sure you two are, are receiving, and even you, Pastor Chris where this thing has become out front and, and it has blown up really big, especially during this COVID time. There, there, there are situations that we're facing where this is what's going on. And when a woman or a man comes and say, hey, my, and I have the evidence of their infidelity because I have this doctor's report that says they've been unfaithful. Okay, we can't just say, baby, Go in the corner and pray. We've got to have a message that impacts their lives because their whole world is seen to be crashing right before their eyes. I understand pray. That's the spiritual part. Okay, he beating the heck out of her. She's shooting at him. 
and we saying pray, we got to say something else. Pastor Chris, go go ahead and let the dogs out because I, I know you over there biting at the bit. What do you say <laughs> to this woman who, who has this doctor's report? What do you say to this man who that woman just pulled a gun on him because she's got a boyfriend and he, he called? Come on, talk to me. What are we saying? Well, when it comes to bringing the natural into the spiritual, you have to understand the situation. Now, it's very easy to throw the let's pray card, but what I like to do, I like to talk to the thing. What am I talking about? Whatever it is, if infidelity or someone was beating me, I want to talk to the thing. Understand where that man or woman is. Now, once I find out where they are, then we'll get to the root of the problem. Is it so abusive that you have to leave? Okay, if you have to leave, as pastors, we should have the resources necessary to help the individual. And a lot of us don't know how to switch to giving a natural conference to a spiritual because we get so caught up in our title that we don't minister to the situation. Now, we have to be sensitive to the situation, understanding that the person is broken. They're not going to want to hear, oh, let's pray. They're not going to want to, oh, come on, baby, let's go in the corner and let's read some scripture. They're not going to be in that mindset. So what we have to do is learn how to put out the fire. Well, how do you do that, Samus? Well, I'm glad you asked. Very easy. You have to understand where people are. Because if you don't, then you're going to be so far off and you can't be real. Sometimes you have to be transparent in the situation. And transparency is key. Now, if you don't understand a certain thing, and this is why I believe you should have not only the pastor in the chambers, but your first lady. Why? Because sometimes the first lady can identify with the individual or vice versa. So having both people in the room, again, this talks about what we're talking about here in Ephesians. I, I highly recommend that we both have pastor and first lady in the office when we conference men or women. Why? Because we can get to the roots of the problem because there's things that my wife could probably say that I can't say or vice versa. So we have to understand that it's more than just the thing. We have to preach to the issue and give sound solutions to the problem. Now, a lot of if a lot of situations will not be handled right away. It might take a couple of sessions, and we should be ready for it. That's why I believe we have to be very, uh, very uh, in tuned of what's going on today. We have. Sexual immorality, same-sex situations, these are being talked about in the chambers. But we're not equipped enough 
to handle it. <laughs> and the sad part is, that's why we're not breaking any yokes. That's not. That's why we're not setting people free, because we're not being real with the situation, understanding that the devil is using covert op systems to take out the kingdom of God. What do I mean? Let me make it simple. He takes the double agents. I'll say a double agent. Double agents in the world. He's putting them in the kingdom of God and taking them out. Why? Because he knows how to say the right thing, do the right thing, and snatch the soul up like like it's nobody's business. We have to be on alert, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a per- and I didn't mean to take over, and I need to, to calm down a little bit because I don't want to go ham and cheese, and I'm really tempted to do so. That's why we have to stick to what the word says and know how to apply it in the natural. Sometimes we have to change the way we speak to people. We can't be always so eloquent and always so uh, uh, in the proper diction and speaking, always speaking so profound. We have to be able to speak the language of the people. That's what we have to do in this season. Nobody's saying throw away your biblical aptitude, but you have to know how to come in in the natural and know how to cut that thing in order to deliver the people. Let me stop. I'm going to pump my brakes because you set me up, Sister Lorraine. So I'm going to pump them back to you. Listen, um, I'm 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 still not I'm still not I'm still not hitting this the way I believe we should. Um, listen, you you got these situations, you get these phone calls. These people are broken. These people are at the point of desperation. We cannot approach this situation with uh, read John three sixteen because when exactly. you're in this broken state, when you're in this place where you, as Pastor Chris say, you want to go ham and cheese. You want to go uh, post up on the top of the post office. You've got to have, we've got to have something in our sack that can help them. Um, I've got some of these situations going on now. I employ the people that, um, that I'm ministering to to listen to the call today. So Pastor Jackson, Pastor Chris, uh, Pastor Little, Sister Roberta, I'm not just uh, stopping here just because I had brakes on the car. I want to minister to our callers and our listeners. Sister Roberta, you open up this can of worms. You need to expound upon it right here. Go ahead. It's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, some, sometimes I, I, I like what uh, Pastor Chris said. You have to deal with the situation. And you sometimes you have to even uh, go with professional help, you know, mm-hmm. professional counseling. Sometimes it's not just uh, to the pastor. Sometimes you need professional counseling. And, and sometimes it, it, it requires separation, some, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you have it, it. It's much deeper because you know we came in the era where you know a woman just supposed to 
she's just supposed to just, you know, you're a woman and, you know, mm-hmm. you're a husband. And you just pray mm-hmm. and just wait on God to mm-hmm. change things. But in the meantime, the person is constantly doing this and doing this. And, and, and there's a, um, the, uh, you know, you have to keep forgiving, forgiving. But the person is, is, is not thinking about whether they, whether they are Christian or not a Christian. You're the Christian. So to be a, have a healthy relationship, you have to know what to do and how it, uh, for you. And yes, you do have to, have to, you always, you're always, the word of God is the answer. And you go to the word yeah, of God, yeah. the word of God also yeah. gives you their counsel and other professional help, things that you need to do as well. And mm-hmm. you have to work that thing out because so often, you know, we go into the, have counselor, go into the pastor study or, and, and they pray, lay hands on anointings and, and, you know, you go back home and, and things don't change. So mm-hmm. you, you live in this state, some, you, live in, you live like this until the person dies and, and the other person don't even know the pain that they cause in the relationship. And, the, uh, yeah, you're forgiven, but that pain, that scar is still there. The scar is mm-hmm. there and the hurt is still there. And it's, it's, it's much deeper than, than, than people think. So uh, people are going, they're really going through. And that, yeah. what you yeah. know. And you have to continue in the faith, continue in prayer, and you know, if necessarily, you go get professional help as well. That's true. You, you know what? That's 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 very good, uh, uh, Pastor, Pastor Little. What do you got on that? Well, I'm still saying, um, if you go to the first verse when you're saying, "Follow Christ," so Christ is not going to ask you for something that. You can't do. Okay. He would not never. T- it wouldn't be in the scripture. If we couldn't live a godly life, you know, he wouldn't have it there because it always it's gonna come through him. It ain't about us. Mm-hmm. It's happening to us. See, everybody have something going through. True. It might not be that issue, but it's some type of issue, and those things that crush us bring us closer to God. We have to pin totally on him, whatever the situation is. It doesn't matter what it is. If he can't deliver you, you can't be delivered. If he can't fix it, it can't be fixed. True. I'm a private example. I never, I never, I never was on drugs. I never was smoking. I never was gambling. I never was doing anything. I loved the women. And when I got saved, it was gone. I didn't, have, I didn't have to wrestle with it. It's got to come through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's got to come through him. It ain't, we can worry ourselves to death. We can go through all. But if we don't totally pin on God, if God don't do it, it can't be done. We have to trust it. We can't look at it. because we can't we, that's, that's, that's good talk, Pastor Little, that we have to trust him. But when you're in the fire and you don't have on a fire suit, sir, you can't holler from this the sideline in the, in the comfort that trust. Okay, I'm in the fire, is, baby. That's why we had the word. That's why we talking. That's why the first verse did not stop. It's still, he's our example. God does not give you something to do and you can't do it. That would be abundant. God, God is faithful. We have to trust him. Don't matter how it looks. Don't matter what somebody's saying. 
don't matter what you see, don't matter what you touch, you have to trust God the whole time. You got to get off of it and let him do it. Long as you're trying to do it yourself, he's standing back waiting on you to give up. Surrender to him. And once you just surrender to him, he'll take care. See the devil wants you to Go ahead, go ahead. The devil wants us to what? The devil, listen, what the devil does, he tries to uh, buy time with you until you die. He tries to hinder you from your blessing. See, he can't stop. He can't stop you. But as long as you, you out there fighting and fighting yourself, then the devil, he got you where he wants you at. But when you surrender to God, he will handle it. Trust me. God will handle that situation. And it's only going to come through him. And when he do it, he'll let you know that you didn't have no other way to doing it but him. You know that he, he the one delivered that situation. Okay. Uh, I, I, Pastor Jackson, I'm sitting in your office. I'm sitting in your office, and I'm in this. I've been in your office. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Pastor Jackson, I've been in your office. I've been sitting in front of you. I've been broken. And you look at me. Do you, what, what, do, you, what do you say? What do you say to this broken person who you know from, from your observation and your years of experience, if you don't say something today, they're going to go on top of the post office tomorrow. Help, help mm-hmm. us. You know, um, we we to the listeners and to the one that this fit, we mm-hmm. have heard this scripture have give us so much uh, enlightened. What Pastor Little just said, what Pastor Chris, all of us saying, I'm you sitting in my office. Mm-hmm. You, 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 your husband or wife or whatever been you, uh, uh, you know, been you've been caught into adultery. Now, right. this I've used this as let me just say this: my grandson was on drugs. Mm-hmm. My grandson, he was on drugs, and he, I told him I offered him. I said, let me offer you what I got. Okay. I'm assure you what I have can help you. I say, now, if you don't listen to me, you got to go get help elsewhere. Because I don't know about the rehab or the drugs, the, the, the counseling in there. I have what you need. If you let me give you what I got, it will help you get through your hurt, your pain, your agony, but you got you got to listen to what what I have. I don't have, cause see, the first of all is the if you you got I know you saved, so I'm talking to a saved person. If you're talking mm-hmm. to a if you're talking to a, a person ain't saved, we need to get them saved because they're thinking on a totally different level than you. They are they are they can't think on your level. If he or she saved you, because this is what not you. I, I know you're hurting, and it's hurt for everybody. This is one of the the, the, the thing God put on there, you know, 
It's a hurt. I, I talked to my wife one time about about fornic uh, adultery, and she told me one time how that hurt. I never realized how it hurt. I never realized, but when she told me that. And when I reversed it, reversed it, then if it be her, I saw it. I never, mm. I never, I never looked at it. I, I, I was doing it in my mind, but I didn't know when she told me how it hurted her. That's when I, when she say, now, imagine that was you. That was a whole ball turned the whole thing around. Everything. Imagine that that was you. And that's made me open my eyes up how painful that is. So we have to, if we, if we can't, I can't leave our prayer. You might leave our prayer. I can't leave out the word. You might want to leave out the word, but I got to give you what I got. Like I told my grandson, what I have, it can deliver you. But if, if, you, if, if you can't use what I got, I'll take you to a counselor to the drug place because I don't, I'm not trained in that era. I will take it myself, but I got what can help you. And that's the word of God. That's prayer. That's even in your hurry, even in your pain, Jesus Christ sees you. He Mm -hmm. knows your pain. He knows everything about you. So when you take the scripture, you may understand and say, cast it on me. And I know it's hurry. But I'm help you. To, I'm here to pray with you to help you get through. You ain't ready for this. I'm I'm carrying your load. When you call me, you dump on me if I'm counseling you. And I'm and I'm and I'm and I already got my strength from God. And God is telling me what to tell you. Now please listen to me. Please listen to me because I don't. You you calling me and you hurting and I know you hurting. I feel you. But I'm 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 getting my answers from on high to help you can see. What's going you going through? So we and gotta he, give them what you got. You know, Pastor what, Jackson, that's what, wait, that, that's wait, what wait. saved you. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I hear what you're saying. When I come in your office and I sit in front of your desk, you've got to give me what you have. That's what we're speaking on. That we need to get what that person needs. That's sitting in front of us. We need to get that instruction from oh, the yeah. Lord. I believe that too many times. When we go into the office, there's a there's a transcript and there's a there's a there's a way that we've been doing business as usual, and mm-hmm. and now the, the escalation of trouble in people's lives have been surmounted, and so now we we and we should have always done it. Go back mm-hmm. to the rock. Go back to Jesus. Lord, what do I give Lorraine? Okay, He said, give me a a, a cupcake. Lord, what do I need to give Roberta? Well, give Roberta a drink of water. Father, what do I give Pastor Little? Well, give Pastor Little some onion rings. Everything has to be different because when you have this hurt sitting in front of you and it's life-threatening, we've got we've to be more effective, I believe. Yes, I can only give you what I have, and what I have, if I've gotten it from the Lord, it's going to be effective. And I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you, Pastor Little, when you say that uh, we've got to go back to the Lord and, and, and get what people need and, and God's going to fix it. Yes, that spiritual part, God is responsible for. That natural part, 
that thing that we can give that hug, we can hold their hand, we can minister to them love, that's our part. That's our part. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and and I, 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 Pastor Chris, give us a call yes. because we want to know what the people are hearing and what they what they need today. I, I just want to help people today. Give us a call, Pastor Chris, please. Uh, no problem. All right, caller, the last four digits is six eight. Zero one six eight zero one. You are live on the air. God bless you. God bless you. Um, Elder Jackson here from Word of Life Ministry, El Paso, Texas. Um, excellent teaching, excellent word on this morning. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, the main thing I'm, I'm looking at and seeing that when you're talking to to people, you have to depend on the Holy Ghost. And hear what God is telling you for each individual. Mm-hmm. And as long as you allow the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you, then you can give them the right instruction, the right direction, and then find out what pain Amen. and stuff they're in and help them. Amen. God bless. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Awesome, uh, uh, Brother Junior. Awesome. Awesome. Give us one, give us another caller, please, Chris. Pastor Chris. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Seventy-one twenty-two. 7122, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hello, this is um, Jeanette Pontoon. One thing I want to say is the Bible also tells you when you're having problems, you can separate for a season. That'll give you time to think out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then get, you can get back together. Amen. Sometimes you it just ain't going to happen because they also tell you <laughs> if an unsafe spouse chooses to leave you, then you're free from that bond. So that's something else you can think about. Amen. That's all I Thank got you, to Sister Pontoon. Uh, is, is Mom available to say hi to the people today? No, not today. Okay. Not all right. Uh, thank you, uh, Sister Pontoon. That's, 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 that's awesome. Um, uh, We're we going to look at, at verse Four. If if everybody is is good with three, everybody good with three, oh, yeah. including you, Pastor Chris. Uh yeah, I'm I'm good. Okay, everybody good with three. We're gonna go on to four, where it says and filthiness, filthiness. That's that's a that's a a, a a great word choice because that shows us how how nasty this thing uh sin is, uh and filthiness, talking a uh, foolish and foolish talking. Or jesting, which are not becoming, but rather giving of thanks. There are some things that, that, that we have taken on as men and women of God. They are not even becoming. They shouldn't even be a part of our life. They really hinder our giving thanks to God. And that filthiness, words that come from a corrupt heart. You know, you can say something like, um, I don't like you. And, and you could just really just basically be saying maybe I don't like how you responded to a situation or a, a, a circumstance. But then I can say to you and mean this from my heart, I hate you. That word, that that word, I hate you, hits your spirit and you know that they didn't just say uh, idle words, but those were words of power. That's a, that's a filthiness in that. And then that foolish talking, and that's idle talk and empty words. You wasting words that have no good purpose to them. You know, you just talking loud as the old uh, the, the old songwriter said and saying nothing. And then you have that jesting 
those are words that uh, run other people down. We're always putting somebody down, always got our feet on somebody's neck. So these things are in, our, in the body of Christ, uh, brothers and sisters. And what are we going to do about it? Are we going to continue to run with the dog and feel like we're not going to get fleas from them? Or are we going to turn around and, and ask the Holy Ghost to help us to address what's really going on in the body of Christ? We need to quit putting on uh, our rose-colored glasses and acting like in the body there's no discrepancies. There are. So, uh, Sister Roberta, hit it and hit it good. <laughs> I, think you did, I think you did it justice. That, that was it. I think you did <laughs> Pastor Jackson, uh, you're our special guest today. We want you to know how special you are to us, and we don't want to leave you out of anything. You got anything you want to uh, add to verse four, sir? It, 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 you said it, uh, uh, preacher. You said it. it neither filthiness. We, you know, we are the judge where we at, where we mm-hmm. people we be around. We know better than that foolishness. Uh, talking mm-hmm. that means is don't you allow this to override your word, the word of God. Mm-hmm. Don't don't just do this. All all I do foolishness, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not convenient for you. Use a woman of God. Use a person of God. Use a man of God. People need to see Christ more than foolishness. Amen. That, that's the bottom line. Amen. Amen. Pastor Luke, verse 4, sir. Well, foolishness, if you look at it, if you look at the young generation that you see, young girls that, um, the young boys that singing songs and talking about their body and they dancing to it. What you feed what you feed yourself, you feed your mm-hmm. spirit with food and this stuff, it comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So the Bible said what you feed the heart comes out of your mouth. What you mm-hmm. feed food, you pass that out. But when you feed your heart food and this things and unfiltered things it's always going to come out of your mouth. That's who you are, what you feed. So when you feed this, and it's in the body of the church, you know, we, well, I won't say that. I'm going to leave that alone. But sometimes we bring in the world into the church, saying yeah. we're trying to strike young people to come to the church. You mm-hmm. know, we have a choir with the pants hanging down the legs and, you know, and dancing like the world. We bringing the world into the church, and Paul is saying, "Leave this foolishness alone." Mm-hmm. We supposed to speak you know, all the things. We supposed to speak like you know, Christ. You know, Pastor you know. Little, uh, you said the young people want to bring the world into the church, and and I agree with you. But uh, you know, I look at my my grandchildren. I look at your grandchildren. I look at at Brooke and Germany and, and some of the others of your grandchildren, and I, and I see they behave like us. Though, I see my grandson. Uh, situation came up. Uh, at, at my son's house, and my, my grandbaby, I was giving him some money, and I tell him, go get your wallet. So he couldn't find his wallet. So he told his granddaddy, he said, Papa, come help me find my wallet. So Hubert got real short patience sometimes. He was helping Uriah find his wallet, and he, he lost patience. He started praying, Lord, where this boy wallet at? Because he was ready to give up. And the Lord showed, showed him where the wallet was, and he prayed the prayer out loud, though. And Uriah looked at him and said, what did you just say to God? He said, I asked God where your wallet was. And he said, and we found it, Papa. So he went on and 
The day went on, and, and it, my baby lost his toy. So he says, um, hey, Papa, come on here. He said, where you going? We got to go find my toy. He said, ask God. Ask God where that toy at. And so there you go. Brown said, Lord, where that toy at? And Uriah found his toy. So then what did that set up in Uriah? That set up in him that when you lose something, you ask the Lord where it's at. So, um, so, so, so that's what I'm saying. So when we see those children coming into the church and wanting to bring the world there, they saw the world in the church before they got there. Go ahead, expound. Right, but that's that's what I'm saying. Is we kind of say we bring that in the church to draw young people to the church, okay? But we don't need the world. The world needs the church. Right. And we as an example, see, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So he can be my example if he's following Christ. But if he's not following Christ, he's saying, don't follow me. So Christ gave us example. So long as we stay on the example of Christ, and he's telling us not to have these things in our, you know, in, our, in practice these things. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking like this. I shouldn't have all this filter stuff in front of me. I should, right. you know, what I'm watching on TV, these the filter things that come on TV, you know, mm-hmm. um, that shouldn't be my example to my kids. And like you say, right. that was a good example to the young because they listen to their parents. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. we allow all these things to come, it's going to come. When you feed your spirit the wrong thing, you feed your heart. And, and, and Jesus said, what's come from the heart going to come out the mouth. So if good things been fed to your heart, good things going to come out of your mouth. But if filthy things been fed, I used to cuss. All the, I, When I was a kid, my mama taught me right. I didn't never cuss. I left home at 18 years old. I started working for General Motors. And we learned signs. And Pastor Jackson know what I'm talking about because I worked at the same plant he worked at. That's why I started cussing that because every word they were was said with these signs with their hand was cussing words. So I had to learn to communicate with them. And then the next thing I know, I was cussing. I couldn't quit because I was feeding this to my heart. I was feeding these filter things in my spirit. I was picking them up. And all of a sudden, they start coming out of my mouth. When I come home, cussing in front of my kids, I couldn't stop. But God delivered me. That's why I'm saying anything that we have is not a God. We go to him boldly and tell him, God, I need help. I'm in trouble. We, we, you have I no argument help. with us on that. We, we, we're not huh? arguing with you about that. We, we agree with you. We're just trying to figure out, Pastor Little, how, how do we help people and be effective? Because that's when, what we, when, that's what, that's what we tell them. How to get okay, help you, you, through God. You got it together right now. You, 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 you're a man of God. You got the scripture. You, you got a pocket full of scripture. You got your Bible sitting by your side. Every room you go in in your house, you can read the word because you got it all over your house. We're not talking about a man like you. We're not talking about a woman like, like your wife. We're talking about a person that is, is, is in and out, uh, 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 borderline, maybe we'll say. We'll, we'll make them borderline. They, they, they want it, but they haven't made that full commitment. But we want them to make a commitment, but we've got to help them where they are. So we're trying, to, we're trying to gain strength as men and women of God. How do we help our brothers and sisters who are blind in one eye? 
Because these jokers, I mean, I mean, some people, they, they, they run to the alcohol when things get rough. Some people run to the medical marijuana when things get tough. We want to reach them. We want to help the people that are straddled the fence. That's what we're looking for today. But see, okay. See, Lorraine, listen to me good. We don't perish for for being broke. We don't perish for um, being rich. We don't perish because we're black. We don't perish because we're white. We perish for lack of knowledge. And this is what we're trying to do. This is what we what it's all about today. We got to be follow Christ, no matter how you look at it. Christ, we might be the only person that they ever see Christ. It's the only Christ they ever see through you. So we mm-hmm. is the example. We have to tell them the truth. We have to stay on the truth. There ain't no other way about it because the only way they're going to get delivered the same way you got delivered is through Christ. He's the one that give you strength. He's the one. You can't do that on your own. You're going to have this mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. But you've got the point where you're going to get your help from. It's going to come from him. And that's all I'm saying. See, when, but right. when we helping these kids, we let these kids do this, come into church and bring the world into the church, we wrong. Yes. The church should be the example. Let's go past a little and justify uh, the, the world. Uh, I want to say about, you know, the children coming into church. You know, I, I, something we need to just, well, justify what we say bring the children to church because the church is uh, the children is we are just leaders and 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 they don't, they can't bring they shouldn't bring things to the church without we examine it and and because if you, a lot of churches won't don't don't allow dancing uh, whatever a lot of churches one time they ain't allow pianos and one time they ain't allow drums. But we have to justify. We do, the children are supposed to bring things in. The pastor, whoever the director, we supposed to. We, if if you can bring those children in there, you said that your baby heard your dad or your your what his grandson said. They got to hear some word. If you, you, they need to be in the church, and and we need to teach them. They need to be in the church. And some of the things what I'm telling, if I don't know how far we talk about bringing stuff in as something that's. You know, negative, whatever. You know, even dressing, uh, wearing your clothes, or, uh, 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 wearing your cleavers out, and whatever. You got to tell people, show them. But get them in the church. They got to get them in there to tell them something about God. That just to pro, just to keep them out. That, like you say, they're not gonna come. Like you come. They're not gonna come. They, we got to get them there because we already know we didn't we didn't grew out of that. But we got to get them there. If we can get them there. Then we can give them some word, but that, just to run them away to say, come, they coming in. They don't go to come in and set the stage. We go to let, go to set the stage. Yeah. Amen. Let's let's uh, let's see what the callers are, are saying. Uh, again, uh, Pastor Jackson, Pastor Little, and Sister Roberta. Our whole mission is to help the people. So let's let's get our callers involved because our time is running out. We this word is powerful. We've only gotten four scriptures today, and I'm I don't, I don't care about that. We'll stay with it. We'll, we'll stay with it um, as long as we need to. Let's let's go to our callers, Pastor Chris. What are, what are our call? Who who do we have? Pastor Chris, you there? Sounds like we've lost Pastor Chris. 
Well, brother, you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I just wanted to make sure we hadn't been disconnected. Uh, maybe Pastor Chris um, walked away. But um, I, I want to go uh, to our callers, and um, uh, I want Brother John John Jr. to know I, I really enjoy your uh, your spirit, um, and uh, we'll be talking with you about being a part of uh, our discussion because uh, that you are you're a whole different um, whole different uh, aspect from from what we where we are, I believe. And uh, uh, anyway, uh, Pastor Chris, are you back yet? Okay. Put to Lorraine. Until he comes yeah, back. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> uh, could we get a caller, please, Pastor Chris? Yes, yes ma'am. Uh, 53-38. 53-38. You are live on the air. God bless you. 53-38. You're free to speak if you'd like. Keep it moving, Pastor Chris. All right. 4094, 4094, you are live on the air. God bless you. I'll mute your phone, Mr. Brown. That's my husband. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I'd like to speak to the, um, on that because I've been on both ends of that. Uh, hurt and the one that was hurt. So here's the thing. As a Christian, he promised he wouldn't put anything on us that was too much. So when a thing comes in our lives and we don't focus on him and we focus on the problem we're dealing with, we're going to fail. There you go. Here's what I did. Focused on him and I said, Lord, I can't handle this. And guess what? He took it. Okay. Even though I was still going through hell, I had I was at peace. I wasn't stressing. Yeah. It was like I wasn't going through nothing. Because I really wasn't. He took it and handled it himself. There's a scripture that says, the battle is not yours, but it belongs to the Lord. And uh, I heard Pastor, uh, 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 Minister Brown say, uh, what do you say to a person that wants to climb up on a building and, and jump? Okay, if you're a Christian, remember this one thing. God won't allow anything to come up on you that you can't handle. But it has to be handled through Christ. You can't you can't focus on this person and wanna get just just get big mad at him or her and wanna kill him. Well, that's what you wanna do. Christ wants to save them. Somebody mentioned that scripture that says while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If we want to focus on anybody or anything, look, Christ is the one to focus on. I don't care how much hell is coming your way. When you focus on him, he takes up the fight. And then you're a winner. In anything, 
There is nothing that can overcome you when you give the fight to Christ. He won that battle. And he, while he was still hanging on that cross, he was praying for the ones that was slinging insults at him. Look, he's a perfect example of how to win. He won that battle praying for me because I was, if I might as well have been the one standing at the bottom of that Christ insulting me. So, those, uh, the people that's in this thing right now, focus on Christ and what he will give you is you're supposed to be praying for the very person that's insulting you and making you be in pain. The moment you forget about yourself and focus on that person that's hurting you in a loving way. I heard people say it's about all about love, okay? You focus on that person, see where they are, and start to pray for them. And then you will be, look, then you're an example of Christ. So that's, that's the only way to win. He won that battle. And how he won it is the right way. Because he loved us before we become, we become Christian. We were sinners. You weren't just what you being done to us when you're in that situation. He handled that thing in a different way than the world. He was praying for them, though they was, was killing him. He loved in spite of. So, I mean, it's the only way. You said don't don't go to the scripture. Christ is the scripture. He's the living word. And if they don't, if a person that don't accept him in that, you can't help them. Being a Christian is more than just saying I'm a Christian. And pick up the Bible once a week and focus on him. Or Look, our focus is supposed to be always on Christ. Now, we mentioned David, which the scripture says was after God's own heart. But yet, in a split-second decision, looking down on a beautiful woman, he murdered a man. Now, that's extreme, but this is what we do. We, we, we say we are Christians, but we'll use our mouth to murder people. We'll, we'll go out and talk about them like they, they're nothing. But with Christ, he's trying to draw this. He's trying to get them saved before it's too late. So if you're in that, focus on that person that's hurting you. And sincerely pray mm. that God keeps them safe while they're going through that mess. And I guarantee you, you will be in peace at all times. I'm- well, thank you, Mr. Brown, for your for your comment. But I don't know about you, and um, I don't know about our listeners. But when I was in the situation of hurt. I knew the scripture. I knew to pray. But 
those things, because of what I was going through, were not my first go-to. And I'm not saying that I was right or wrong. I'm not saying I was right for that. I'm saying that when you're in fire and you have no fire suit on, it's very difficult, next to impossible, until the Lord rescues you. You can't even help yourself. God's got God's to deliver you in that situation. And Amen. I'm saying as, a, as another human being that's getting you in trouble. Huh? That, no, I just said amen. That see, okay. Mm-hmm. That see you in trouble, I, I'm, I'm seeking needs to help you. Uh, I don't want to take the time from the caller, but I, have some, I do have some housekeeping work that I need to do. I need to, to, to mention um, uh, the credit for the, the song selections on today. We want to bless God for Valdemar Hill, my son, who provided the songs today, which we didn't get to listen to, but two of them, but that's okay. Uh, but I do want to give him credit for that. Also, I want to uh, shout out to three of our main listeners. Uh, Sister Dorothy Curry, who we heard from earlier in the show, her caretakers, her daughters, Sister Lucille Priester, and her other daughter, Sister Shirley Allen, want to give credit and praise to God for the caretakers of these uh, great, these three awesome young women. Sister Ella Priester and her caretaker, Sister Leola, Priester. And uh, last but certainly not least, my mama, Sister, Sister Ursa Lee Aaron, and both of her caretakers, Sister Jeanette Pontoon and Sister Edna Moore. Pastor uh, Chris, we want to go to another caller because we dis- definitely want to hear from our callers before this show is over with today. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. Yeah, we have a lot of callers here, but we'll try to get through them. <laughs> Uh, 7205, 7205, you are live on the air. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, Pastor Chris, when they don't answer, we're going to move right along. Uh, we're going to go on to the All next right. one. All Six, right. 6236, 6236, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Hi, this is uh, Tracy Davis um, from Fayetteville, okay. North Carolina. I have definitely enjoyed the show today. Um, I just want to touch on something that was talked about, especially as a person who went through infidelity in my marriage. Um, okay. As a woman of God, when people come to me and they're hurting, when they come to me, the first thing I do is pray. And as Elder John Jackson said, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide mm-hmm. us. And this is even for pastors, because there are times where your pastor can't minister to you. And the pastor needs to rely on the Holy Spirit to give them wisdom and guidance on where they need to send this woman or man of God for help mm-hmm. and I say that because I have never been raped before so mm-hmm. I will never tell a woman who was raped to get over it mm. until you walk in those shoes until you live the hurt that that person has lived you can't minister to them effectively 
And I, I want to be clear with that because a lot of times we have so many people in the church who are hurting. There are ministers, you know, deacons and everything sitting in the pews in the church that are going through this in their homes. And they don't have anyone to come to because people won't be honest and transparent with what they have been through. So let's keep it real. Even going back to the young people, the young people want something that's tangible, something that they can touch, some reality that they can relate to. So if you do not come to them in realness, in pureness, in truth, you're wasting their time and you're not doing them good justice. So for a person to just say, and I, I'm with, you know, you, Sister Brown, you know, I'm hurting. I know I'm supposed to read the word. I know I'm supposed to pray. But this pain right now is too much for me to bear. My How God. do you minister to that person? You talk My to God. that person. You get on the floor with that person. You rock mm. and roll with that person until they get mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more than just, yeah, the word of God is everything that we need. But right. to that woman, there, there are, there are, I'm going to be going to be spirit. There are pastors' wives who sit mm. up in the pew and smile, but they're broken inside. Mm-hmm. They're hurting. Amen. They have no one that they can go to and they can talk to and dump all of that waste that is in their bellies out. Mm. They have no one to go to because you know what? People are going to look at them like, you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that. No, I'm human and I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's doing this thing to me and I'm hurting. Or vice versa, she's doing this thing to me and mm-hmm. I'm hurting. So how mm-hmm. do we tap into that pain? How do we tap into that hurt? How do we do it? We get them surrounded with men and women who have been through the same thing that they have gone through and have overcome. That's how you mm. deal with it. Because, mm-hmm. again, until you walk in my shoes, mm-hmm. you can't tell me how to deal with this. Because I'm dying. I'm dying yes. inside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And and that's real, yeah. guys. It's a lot of people going through this thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell me to, to smile my way through. Don't tell me God go. I know He is, but right now I'm suffocating. Mhm. Right. Mhm. You gotta speak to the thing. That's what you have Come to on. talk. You 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 gotta speak to the thing. You can't just uh, lay the bandaid of scripture, which is great. But when a person mm-hmm. is at their breaking point, you have to My know Lord. and have to be sensitive to the spirit because we've gone yes. too long with church as usual. We're dealing with mm-hmm. real issues. We have mm-hmm. issues yes. in the pulpit, like the sister just said. We have stuff going on in the pulpit, but we gotta oh. have we gotta have a front. We gotta have the smile. We gotta have the praise Ooh. God and hallelujah and oh, all this God. stuff. No, Ooh. I'm broken. But the mm-hmm. good thing about God, you can still preach through your mess. You can still preach through your pain. Because when God identifies the thing, he gives you the people you need. Not necessarily with the, with the pastor or first lady. Sometimes mm-hmm. God will give you the exact people you need for that situation yes. that can speak yes. with you real and be transparent mm-hmm. without being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it can still guide you back to the light 
See, we have to understand how to turn it off and on. I can't be Pastor Chris all the time. Sometimes yes. I just got to be Chris and be transparent yes. and say, you know what, sis? You know what, bro? I understand exactly where you are because I was there yes. too. But this is how I got through it. Because yes. sometimes if I was in the world, I went to the, went to the drink or I went to the smoke. But I had to learn yeah. how to trust God, even if it was hard for me to do so. I had to trust God. Why? Because he's going to be the only one there after everyone leaves, after all yeah. the counseling's gone. When you're home by yourself late in the midnight mm-hmm. hour, he's going to be My right Lord. there to call you and to resurrect you from the pain you're in. I've been there. I know what it's like to go through divorce after divorce, mm-hmm. to be broken, to lose it all, mm-hmm. to have nothing, and just totally rely on God to resurrect a dead thing. If you let God do it, he will do it. See, I promised this, sir, I wasn't going to preach. But the other sister mm-hmm. got me started, so I better <laughs> go ahead and pop my brakes because we got two more minutes. So I'm going to pop my brakes. God bless you, and I'm done. <laughs> my Lord, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor Chris, that is Sister Roberta's eldest child, my my niece, who I'm proud to call my niece on today. <laughs> Uh, Sister Tracy and all of our callers, would you please come back next week? We'll start on verse 5. We've got to go away from the script. We've got these scripts. We've got these manuscripts. We've got these things that we read. When somebody comes in the office, we, we're, read, we're reading this script. Uh, and we've got to get away from this. We've we, we really got to run away from script. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm, I'm like you, Pastor Chris. I'm done. That girl has come in here and blazed up a fire, and if you ain't got no water treatment made, don't you set another fire on Saturday's buffet. Now burn up all the grits, the okra, and everything. Burn up. But praise, praise be to God. Please come back to our callers. We'll be right back here 12 o'clock next Saturday, Pastor Jackson. Pastor Little. Pastor Jackson, you've got to come back. We're not done. Pastor Little and Sister Roberta. We're out. God bless you all. Thank you for coming to to the Saturday Buffet. Bye-bye. Central Texas.